Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. had an interesting experience this a uh, few days ago a few days ago did you some of you know that our Christmas Eve sign was stolen from the intersection at Running Horse Road in 136th it just disappeared one day and so I had some suspicions that probably it could have been the property owner that took the sign down but I wasn't no, I didn't know that for sure then I thought it was just some ornery teenagers probably some friends of Haley's you know came down and stole our sign you know just being ornery and I, I just realized, Casey, they, people send us messages over our webpage, and I didn't know that. And I just found the email from the lady saying, hey, you put your sign up in our yard, please come and get it or we're going to take it down. I, about a month too late, I found this message. And so she said, come on Friday after 3 and pick it up. I was like, oh, great, that's going to be really uncomfortable to humble myself, I'm going to have to go and apologize. I'm sorry I assumed that I could put my sign here. I saw other signs there. I don't know what I was thinking. And so she was nice enough, and she gave, she like showed us where the sign was, and she said, you know, we just, this is the thing that I wanted to say. She goes, we just believe in the culture we live in today that we need to keep our political views and our religious views to ourselves. And as Justin and I were driving away, we were like, wow. Now, we don't, we're not going to get super political here. I'm not going to send a make, uh, we're not endorsing politicians or people or whatever. But we will not keep our religion quiet. We will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I say to the Lord, forgive me for ever a time where I felt like I couldn't speak on your behalf. Or I shouldn't speak on your behalf. And so I want to read this statement. This is from our bylaws. This is what we believe about human life. We believe that all human life is sacred from fertilization throughout the entire natural human life. That human beings are created in his image and as such are to be protected. That the weak, vulnerable, handicapped, preborn, and needy deserve our respect and our care. That's where we stand. I have a personal friend that I love a lot. And that you know her, and she stood up here on this stage and she has confessed. Her own time where she had to wrestle with an unplanned pregnancy and she ended the life of that child and the the ramifications of it. She was honest about it. She confessed it. Listen, we believe that life starts at fertilization and we believe that grace and mercy begins at confession. Just like that. The moment of confession, grace and mercy come in. Just like as life gets begun at that particular moment, so does grace and mercy come. 
And if that's an issue that you've struggled with or you, it's, a un, it's a secret you've held on to or whatever it is, Kathy, where are you at? Raise your hand. Kathy has a personal testimony, and she knows where you can go to find healing and, and find help. And we will not be quiet about that. As the church, we must put down the stones that we want to cast at those who disagree with us and those who have been part of deciding that abortion was the only option. We will not cast stones at them. There's no rocks here to throw. There's a guy named Matt Chandler who's the pastor of Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas. He said, we must listen, love, foster, adopt, give money, babysit, donate supplies, mentor young women, and support in any way that God has equipped us to which is a perfect segue into what I'm going to ask you to do. Next Sunday, there is a woman who works for an organization that just tries to help people in difficult situations. And she has a a single mother who has two kids already. Now she has a third one on the way. It's a little boy, and she has nothing. And so next Sunday, we are going to overwhelm this person this, this woman who's going to take all these supplies back to this, this woman and give it to her and say, there's a church who loves you and they don't even know you. And they love you. So already someone brought some like babies, like lotions and bath soap, whatever. So that was, we're sewing in. Uh, we have a, a, a pack and play that, uh, that we don't even use here. We're gonna, we'll give that to her. Um, so if you have like a, an infant seat that you're not using, just anything you think for a, an infant boy, diapers, like newborn diapers, uh, bring those. Um, I don't know if she's going to use formula or breastfeed. I don't know, don't know anything about that. But onesies, what, you, you guys know. You have kids. You had kids. Or if you don't have kids, ask somebody who had kids. And so we want to bless this person. And we're going to do it together as a body of Christ. All right? And so I'll try to remind you uh, this week, but don't rely on me to remind you. You just put it in your heart right now. Say, next week I'm going to bring something for a baby, for a mother who has nothing to help her child, right? That's our part. We can play that part, right? You can do that. You guys, you're on board with that? All right, so how to pray. So last week, last week we jumped right into praise, repentance. Today we're going to look at ask, yield. And I thought this, I saw this. I thought this is a great, you know, we pray this prayer every Sunday. And I thought this is a great way to teach through this, this thing about praising and repentance. You, already, you see it on the screen, but we praise for who he is, for what he's done. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So I, I saw this once before. I heard this a long time ago. There was a, this musical artist. His name was Carmen. Carmen, like some of you know who Carmen is. You know, like addicted to Jesus, you know, righteous invasion of truth. I mean, all this stuff. Well, anyway, he, he sang a song about this, but this actually, some other people have done some teaching on this. There, there could be seven ways to praise, okay? We're just going to review this real quick. Seven ways to praise. First way, hands in surrender, okay? And, and I'm just going to be real with you. Uh, we are not good at some of these things. I'm just telling you right now. We're not. Like, we don't even know how to really clap well together. I'm just saying. You're, I'm not saying anything that's not true. I'm speaking truth right here. We're not one of those churches. Like, if you come here and you're thinking, are they one of those churches where they're going to, like, woo, dance around and sing? No. We probably should be more. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, see, we're, we're, we're already on our way. There's a couple people who dance in this church, and they're all under four. All right, the rest of us just don't. 
for whatever reason. <laughs> Either you don't have rhythm or you're embarrassed or whatever. I don't know. Uh, hands up and surrender, okay? Let's, let's all practice together. Hands up and surrender, okay? The next one is it's like in the sense of hands out in agreement. It's almost like shaking the hand of the Lord. Lord, I agree with you. I praise you. I agree with what you're doing in my life. I agree. So it's a hand out. Um, can't do this right where you're sitting, but some of you maybe want to do this later on. Knees bent. Bowing before the Lord. We sing songs sometimes about bowing before the Lord, but we don't do it. I don't know why. I don't know if you just didn't wear a belt and you're afraid your pants will fall down. I'm not sure. But we just don't bow down. Uh, songs lifted. Now we sing. That's why we do songs. Listen, man, I was at uh, Winter Jam last night, and they did all these things. And it was an incredible, we, you know, maybe if we had a better light show or something, it would get you engaged. Songs lifted. Instruments played is a way to worship. Some of you have that gift. If you have that gift and you're holding on to it and you're not telling anybody, you better tell Tony, all right? Because if I find out, I'm going to rat you out to him. I, if I hear you singing and you have a beautiful voice, don't keep it to yourself, okay? Get up here and sing. Instruments played. Feet dancing. Now, we already talked about that. We know we're really struggling in that area. And then voices raised. That is shouting to the Lord. Saw it last night. People screaming for the Lord. It just, you know, of course it was louder there. But, but even when we said, let's just give the Lord a, a, a praise at whatever. And we were just like, like a little, like we're a gallery at the golf course or something. It's okay if you feel led to praise that way. It's okay. If you're letting the people around you keep you from doing that, shame on you. Don't let them stop you from praising that way. And You know, I'm, I'm not demonstrative like that. You know, I, sometimes I am, sometimes I can get that way. And so maybe I need to lead more by example, but, but I'm not going to fake it till I make it. Like, it's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. But if it's genuine, it's coming out of you, let it out. Okay? All right. Real quick, on, uh, we're just going to re review something about repentance. I, I ran across this passage of Scripture, Psalm 32. If you have your Bible with you, turn to Psalm 32. And this is an old, this is an old Bible, and I have lots of notes in this Bible. And it, at some point at camp, youth camp in 2011, this particular passage of Scripture was shared. So just in, the, in, the, in the, the, this uh, thought of repentance and confession, you know where it says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It's a big if. If you confess your sin, then. Well, listen, listen to this passage. This is David. David speaking. He says, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and whose spirit is no deceit. And then David is, David is confessing at a time in his life. He says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, though my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of the summer. And then in, in my Bible, I don't know if it says it in yours, but then there's this phrase, Selah. Stop for a minute. And just think about this. If you come in and you're weighed down, there's something you need to say, there's something you need to confess, there's something you need to say to someone else, whatever it is, and you keep silent, it's like this weight of oppression is on you. And it's like the heat of the summer sapping your strength. Have you ever been there? I've been there. 
I could tell you stories of times in my life when I knew I needed to talk to my wife about it. I knew I needed to go to some other brothers and, and say what was going on inside of me. But I kept it in. I held it in. I'll just deal with it myself. I'll just, it'll, it'll just go away. I'll take care of it. You know, you don't do that if you're sick and you're not feeling good. If you're doing that, you need to go to the doctor and let them know what's going on. Then, listen to what it says. This is the if and then. If you're holding on to it and you're keeping silent and you're feeling this oppression, it says, then I acknowledge my sin to you. Okay, that's the first step, the vertical the Lord already knows, so you might as well just go ahead and agree with him and acknowledge my sin to him, it says. And, and it says, I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I, I uncovered it. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And listen what happened. Listen to what happens. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Selah. Think about that. That's the power of of repentance. That's the power of confession. That's the power of the daily prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sin and help me to forgive those who sinned against me. It's not something that you just do on an occasion. It's something that you, you want to have a short account with God and you want to do that on the regular. Okay. Moving on. And we're going to go over here. Ask and yield. What's it say on the screen? Ask for the needs of others. Ask for my needs. Give us this day our daily bread and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's a huge need, isn't it? Lord, every day, deliver me from evil. Keep me away from places I know I should not be, places that trip me up in the past. And I'm, I'm, I'm stronger now, and I think I can go back there and not have to go down that road again. But at the same time, Lord, you know my heart, and you know what, what I, I need to avoid. So God, help me stay away from those situations. Okay, I want you to ask a question. Well, first of all, I want you to think about this. What if God asked you this question? Okay? And this is, what, this is why you're going to use your little piece of paper here. Okay? I want you to write this down, take notes. What if God asked you this question? What if God said, my child... What do you need from me right now? This is the, the, the God of creation. The lover of all mankind. The one who's created you in his image. He's breathed life into you. And he comes to you and he sits down with you. He looks you in the eye and he says, My child, what do you need from me right now? Every single one of you have an answer to that question. See, this is your chance. This is your chance to petition God for not only your daily bread, but maybe something so much bigger. Your father in heaven saying, my child, what do you need from me right now? Let's look at what David said. Just turn a few pages back to Psalm 27. We were doing this 
thing called the Divine Experiment back in 2008. This was day 16 of prayer and fasting for 21 days. It was actually, uh, looks like it was February 22nd, 2008. Psalm 27, verse 4, listen to what David asked of the Lord. He says, one thing I ask of you, Lord, this is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Now if God is faithful to do this, listen to this. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at His tabernacle. Will I sacrifice with shouts of joy? There's some praise going on. I will sing And make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face I will seek. So when God asked David that question, this is what David says. That I may dwell in your house all the days of my life. Not just when I go to heaven and be with you someday, but today, this day, that I will dwell with you, that I will be present with you and you'll be present with me, that I will know that you are with me even in the midst of a very difficult time. Someone, uh, I see this all the time, something good happened in someone's life and they posted on social media, oh, I got the job, God is good. But let me ask you this question, is God still good if you didn't get the job? That's his character, right? That's his nature. And if we're to say, well, it's conditional, God is only good when I get what I want, when I ask him, now that's the only time God is good. But can we say that God is good in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through? Yes, is the answer to the question. He's still good. So petitioning, we're asking. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says that, that we don't have to be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we can present our request to God. He wants us to pre- re- present our request to Him. And then it says, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, right? When you kind of unload and say, God, this is what I need, <laughs> He takes it, and then He gives us something back. He gives us Peace of heart and peace of mind. Control of our emotions in the midst of it. Uh, Control of our thought life. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, it says this is effective prayer. This is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. We know that he hears us when we ask according to his will. And that might be a way that we could pray. Lord, your will be done. Jesus prayed it in the garden. Not my will, but your will be done. And we're like, well, how do we know it's according to his will? Well, um, when we learn about his ways, we can maybe seek counsel of other, other, other Christians. We come to him and say, hey, what do you think? What do you think about this? Do you think this is in God's will? We don't really know because we're not him. <laughs> 
But I know for a fact that I know when I'm not in his will and I need to repent. I know that's pretty clear. That's definitely clear. But he wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask. Petition him for the needs that we have for ourselves and also for those in our life. When we intercede for other people, we ask on their behalf. You probably have people in your life that you intercede for on a regular basis. You pray for on a regular basis, right? I know you do. I know you do. You're the most influential person in your job, in your home, in your classroom. Wherever it is that God has placed you, he has placed you with an opportunity to influence, to lead, to make a difference. So what if you were to ask God this question? Father, what do you need from me right now? See, it's different, isn't it? Ask him, what do you need from me right now, God? And I want you to write it down. I want you to write down, what do you think it is that God needs from you right now? I don't, and even if you're just a young person, you can answer this question. Maybe it's I just need to listen to my parents a little bit more. Maybe I just need to stop living in fear. Maybe I need to start giving more. Maybe whatever it is that God is asking you to do. We talked about uh, just doing the next thing the Spirit prompts you to do. And when, you, when it comes to yielding, what is you're going to yield to the Lord? What are you going to give to Him today? The very next thing He's asking you to do. It's His chance to, to draw you a little bit closer. It's His chance to challenge you, to take you a little bit deeper than He ever has before. To bring you to a place of total exhaustion. A place of total obedience. A place of total trust. It might be you're here today and you have never surrendered your heart to Jesus. You've put on a good face. You've come to church. You, you would want to believe that you're a follower of Jesus. But when we look at the evidence, the reality is, is it's probably not the case. And he's asking you to give him everything. Even when it hurts. Even when you feel like giving up. Even when it doesn't make any sense. He wants you to just give him everything. And that is the good news. Because Jesus is willing to give himself fully for you. He didn't stop, right? He didn't stop at the 50. He went all the way through the cross. And he wants us to respond in the appropriate way. If you've never confessed Christ publicly with your mouth, saying, Jesus is my Savior, whether it be to a few other people or publicly at church, if you've never done that, he's encouraging you to do that. To say, I'm not going to keep my faith silent. I'm not going to keep... Too many Christians have kept their faith to themselves for far too long. This prayer, your kingdom come... Your will, God, be done in my life. It might hurt. You might need to be encouraged to keep going. I love what he said. It's all hard from here. So wherever you're at right now, it's all hard from here. you got to keep moving forward. No looking back. Paul said, I press on, forgetting what is behind me. And I move forward to this goal that is placed in front of me. And I don't give up until I reach it. Until I obtain it somehow, some way. 
So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was talking about this thought, this idea, this, this, this sermon. And she, and she said something that was very profound, and I, and I just really thought about this a lot. Listen, I don't want you to come here so that I can count you. You hear what I'm saying? You're not here so we can count you. People always ask me, so hey Brady, how many people are coming to the church now? You know what? I really don't even know. I can, get, I can guess. I can get a close estimate based on how many people pick up a piece of uh, bread and a, one of those thimbles full of juice. I'll have a better idea. But we really don't even count. I do know there's more people coming than there were when we first started. Praise God for that. You know, that's good. And, and things that are alive should grow. We, we expect to grow. But I'm really not interested in you filling this out so that I can count you. But here is what I'm very interested in. Can we count on you? Can we count on you to give your very best? I'm just going to get real with you. I'm going to send you your giving statement. And it's going to come in the mail. I want you to look at it. And I want you to ask yourself, have we given our very best to the Lord? Does it, re- does it show? Have I sacrificed? Have I given? Okay, it's not so that we can get more money. It's so that you can draw closer to the Lord and walk in obedience to Him. That's what it's all about. Are you giving God your very best? You have to answer that question. And you know the answer to that question. Are you giving the church your very best? That doesn't mean, well, that means I can't miss a Sunday. No, if you've got to be gone, you've got other things going on, we understand that. But are you committed? We don't have a membership process here. We don't make you jump through hoops, okay, to be a member of this church. But if, if someone asks you, where do you go to church? Are you a member of a church? The calling community is my church. That's where I go. That's where I give. That's where I serve. Okay? Those three things. I go, I give, I serve. Do you do those three things? Can we count on you? coming into the new year, to do those three things. To give your very best. He's asking us to yield to the prompting of His Spirit. We make our lives, our homes, our workplace, our schools better when we become people who are willing to serve as God leads. It's a natural byproduct in this world. This world needs more of that. Right? It needs more of that. I'm going to finish with this. If you don't do anything different this year to grow more in your faith, then you and your circumstances won't be any different. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you don't do anything different this year to grow more in your faith, then you and your circumstances will not change. They might even get worse. And so I want you to, as you get ready to come forward to answer those questions, and I want you to write them down. What do you, God says, what do you need from me right now? You can answer that question. You ask, Father, what do you need from me right now? You can write that down. And if you don't know, just say, IDK. <laughs> I don't know, Brady. I'm still wrestling. I'm still working on that. Use this time as you come forward, an opportunity to pray, to to talk to the Lord, the things that He asks you to do. But just talk to the Lord. Answer the question, God, am I giving you my very best? Have I, have I given you my very best?
Keep going. Don't give up. You're almost there. Don't give up. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we ask that you would have your way. You let us come. You let us ask. You provide the things that we need according to your will. Father, help us to yield today, to give us your, give you our very best. Thank you for this opportunity to come to the table to remember Jesus the way you have given your very best for us. We want to remember that today. We want to say thank you for that today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.